The Combine is officially in the books. We're now less than two months away from the NFL draft. Who might the Seahawks pick once we get to April? Rob Rang and I are going to be sharing our first mock draft of the season. Looking forward to it. Seven rounds and plenty of trades coming your way on this latest episode of Locked on Seahawks. You are Locked on Seahawks. Your daily Seattle Seahawks podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, 12. This is Corbin Smith, your host for Locked On Seahawks. Joining me as always, my host in time, Rob Rang. Hope all of you had an outstanding weekend. It's Mock Draft Monday. And up to this point, Rob and I have been looking at other people's mock drafts, whether that's CBS, Pro Football Network, Pro Football Focus, you name it. It's time for the two of us to get involved, though, playing the roles of John Schneider and Pete Carroll. We're going to do a few of these before we get to the actual draft at the end of April. But this will be our first one, a seven-round mock draft. Really looking forward to making some picks and seeing who the Seahawks will bring in for the 2022 season. As always, thanks for making Locked on Seahawks your first listen five days a week. This episode is brought your way by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Rob, we've been looking forward to this. We usually wait till we get till free agency to do this, and perfect timing right now. Combine's officially out the door. We are moving on to free agency next week. Seven round mock draft time here on the Locked On Seahawks podcast. And you know, lay a few ground rules. In the past, usually our first mock draft, we just decide to do a typical seven round draft, no trade downs. We are going to flip that on its head today, though. I'm going to play the role of John Schneider. We're going to let you be Pete Carroll in this particular simulation. The two of us, we are going to be required to make a trade with all six of our native selections in this simulation. And that could include doing one one trade that, you know, maybe we trade a second rounder, a fourth, and a seventh to move up, for example. That would check all three of those draft picks on the box. And then we would have three of them knocked out with one stone. We'll see what ultimately happens here, but... You and I are going to be watching the draft board closely. If there's a guy we like, late first round, early second. But we might have to pause and think about potentially making a trade here. Maybe an offer will come our way as well. So looking forward to seeing how this plays out. Let's get to it. Officially, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. I always look forward to these mock drafts. And let's see who's getting picked here. No real surprises to this point. Malik Willis going to the Denver Broncos. First quarterback, I believe, off the board. Trent McDuffie, the Washington product, going to the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, three cornerbacks off the board already. So, um, interesting stuff. Perrion Winfrey going to the Bills, a player that's been mocked a lot. And we got a phone call here coming from the Green Bay Packers. And this is an interesting one, Rob. The Green Bay Packers offering us pick number 28 as well as a fourth-round pick 139 in exchange for pick 41, pick 107, and pick 152. I'm kind of interested in this one because we don't have to give up our third rounder, and we already have two-fourths. The only difference here is now we would have a bigger gap between our fourth round pick and our seventh rounder because we don't have a sixth. 
I don't know that I'm necessarily feeling that right now for that reason. Yeah, can we uh, – is there a way for us to see who is still available at number 28 overall? I mean, that's uh... – well, we can we can what we can do is we can exit out and then we can make this trade manually with the Packers. So looking at who's available here, oh, it it just made it so we rejected it. So I guess we won't be making this trade up. And I I, I agree with you though. I, I just don't think that was that would have been an awful lot to give up just to have a first round selection when a lot of the players that we would be interested in in the first place I think wouldn't have been there anyways. So. so we are now on the clock at pick 41. Didn't have an opportunity to look at who might be available, but let's do that here real quick. The Buffalo Bills threw an offer at us trading for pick 57 with a fourth and a sixth. That might be a trade that we're willing to do, but let's look at who's available on the board. Now, I can tell you right now, Rob, there are a couple quarterbacks, Matt Coral and Desmond Ritter that are still available. Sam Howell is still available too. Looking at some of the teams that are picking behind us, Washington we know – could use a quarterback. I don't believe that they picked one earlier in the draft going down to pick 11. Yeah, they picked Jamison Williams. Washington could be looking to trade up here. The Pittsburgh Steelers are another team to keep a close eye on that I believe did not take a quarterback in the first round. They picked Jordan Davis out of Georgia. So we've got some options. And as as much as realistic as we can make this, obviously looking at what is available I would think those are the teams right now that we make a trade to because I'm looking at the list of players available. There are two corners immediately that I'm thinking would be great picks here. Roger McCreary, as well as Tariq Woolen, who just had an incredible performance at the NFL scouting combine. So that might be a guy to keep a close eye on. Scrolling down, who else is available? You've got some running backs. We've got some really good offensive linemen that are still on the board. Kair Elam, the corner out of Florida. There is a lot of really good talent that is still on the board here. I'm seeing if there's any decent edge. Yeah, we've got a couple edge guys. Arnold Ebicady would be one that I would have much higher on my predictive board than what uh, our friends at Draft Network do. So there are some really good players that are still on the board here. This feels like a situation where I feel like we could maybe get a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers to trade up and go get their quarterback here. Yeah, I think that's a, certainly a possibility if you wanted to make a trade offer to them that the those Buffalo Bills were, were offering up uh, a fairly interest, interesting um, opportunity to move down as well, um, I believe, a moment ago. So that, that might work out. The Bills were offering their second rounder a fourth and a sixth. They don't need a quarterback, though. When you want a quarterback, you got to pay a premium, especially because the Steelers are going to be trading up 11 picks. This is a significant jump in the second round. Yep. So I would think that we would have to include a second, a third, and I see Pittsburgh is not interested right now, according to this simulator. But, you know, maybe Washington would have some interest too. And we could always go back to Buffalo as well. This would only be moving down one pick. So one pick, you can maybe get, you know, a sixth back in return. I don't really see the value in moving down there. One other team that might be worth calling here, we know Carson Wentz might get released. It has not happened yet, but... For this simulation, let's assume the Colts have moved on from Carson Wentz because I feel like that would be another team that would make a lot of sense here. And that's only a you know five six pick drop, so um, you know so there's still some players that we like that are on the board right now that might be able to do that. They don't seem interested in making a move up either. 
So Buffalo might be the only option that we have here, but we have to trade. That's the ground rules. We cannot sit here. So maybe we can get Buffalo to give us that deal that they did earlier. Apparently not. They won't even give us a seventh now. This is the beauty of these simulators. So I'll tell you what, Rob, let's let's try to get their third, but let's throw them another bone in here. Let's give them let's give them our fifth or one of our fourths, and they give us a seventh. They won't give us a seventh, but we can get a third rounder. We can move up 20 picks and just do a swap here. I don't know. I'm not, I just don't see that being the right deal, though. I think we have to get an extra pick from them. We can get the fourth and the sixth if we give up our second and the fourth. Might make some sense. Yeah. Or the fifth rounder. They'll, they'll take the fifth rounder from us. We can get a third, fourth round selection and a sixth. Let's send this offer in. I think we got ourselves a deal here. All right. And they've accepted. So we have checked it off now. We are going to get a chance to pick your, the Washington picked Desmond Ritter. They could have moved up and gotten him, but they knew we weren't picking a quarterback. So, Okay, we've got a trade offer in here because we're coming up at pick 57. I don't see any reason to trade up one spot. And there's really no reason for us to give up the picks we just recouped. And a future third, absolutely not. Not happening. <laughs> And now we've got another team calling us. The Bengals sending over a second rounder for this year. Pick 63, a third rounder, a fourth and a seventh in exchange for a second and third. It's a lot of picks for the second and third. Oh, okay. Um, That might be. We would gain a fourth and a seventh by moving back. We'd move back six spots, and we would move back almost 20 spots in the third round. I personally don't think it's worth those two extra Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Let's let's stick and pick and and uh, find ourselves a good football player here. All right, let's see who we can get with our first pick here. So best available, we've got some running backs here. I don't think we should go running back, Mr. Carroll. I, I think that that's something we save for later. But you've got a couple really nice corners here. Kair Elam's still available. We've got a couple offensive tackles that could make some sense. Uh, we've also got uh, Darian Beavers and Ebicady is still there. Yep. I would think that that's the kind of player that we're wanting to pick here. If we've traded down to pick 57 and he's still there, a guy that had a big season at Penn State last year, seems like he's still raw and growing into his uh, best ability, has a very high ceiling. That would be a guy that would make some sense here too. Um, we've got a couple other edges like Drake Jackson some linebackers, Channing Tindall is a very solid player. So we've got very a lot of options player. here. Yeah, I mean, for me, the, the conversation is going to be between, uh, you know, one of those running backs, which you make a, you make a strong point um, about not focusing on running backs. We both love the depth in this year's draft class. Uh, I think that the, the best player on the board that I see is Kyrie Elam. I mean, I just think that he's got Pro Bowl upside, so I'm excited about him. The, ed, the edge rusher, as you mentioned, Epichetti from uh, – from Penn State is an interesting one. Um, Drake Jackson from USC. I like the linebackers that are available as well. Uh, I think for this, for the purposes of this conversation, Corbin, we have to assume that Seattle is still rolling with Jordan Brooks and Bobby Wagner. So my money would be on, on Kyer Elam at this point um, with a tip of the cap again to the running backs. Well, Mr. Carroll, we've never taken a corner this early. Why not? Let's do it. Let's pick this kid. <laughs> Got good size. We talked about his ball skills. 
So our first pick, we've got Kyir Elam out of Florida. So we've got our cornerback of the future. Now, this is assuming there's a chance DJ Reed, you know, one of those guys might be available. We've got a trade offer here. We're going to get to that here in a moment because first, we got to talk about Built Bar's new Built Bar Puffs. If you have not tried them, they are absolutely delicious. You're missing out. They are fluffy. They are marshmallowy. They are a protein-infused marshmallow, not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they come in a number of different amazing flavors, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, that includes the puffs as well. Low calorie with 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They've also got some amazing flavors with their regular Built Bars. If you haven't tried those out, mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, my personal favorite, peanut butter brownie. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It'll be delicious and it'll be good for you. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, let's get to our trade offer here, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, obviously, we are required. We have to, in this instance, we have to trade all of our native picks. So pick number 72 that's coming up, we are going to have to make a deal with it. But this trade does not even involve that. It involves our sixth and seventh rounders and a future second to get pick number 65 I'm not interested in trading a second rounder away with the guys who are on the board. We know which players were there earlier. I don't see any guys there that I'm just jumping for joy to be able to trade up and trade away a future second round pick. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, you know, that, that future second round pick is just a little bit too rich uh, to be considered yep. at this point in the draft. So the Seahawks will be on the board here soon. And we got another trade offer coming in this time from the Houston Texans. They are offering us pick 68 and a sixth-round pick in exchange for 72, a sixth, and a seventh. Now, Rob, we have to make a deal with this pick. I personally would like to look at the list, though, and see if we can maybe trade down and recoup another pick more than moving up. This, again, seems a little bit rich to me. I agree. I mean, you're only going to be moving up four picks. I just don't know that it makes a lot of sense unless there's somebody that we were absolutely in love with at this point. <clears throat> and that's always a team that we can go back to with a counteroffer if – you know, we wanted to do that. The Jets offering three-pick trade-up. We have to give up a seventh just to move up three spots. Again, doesn't seem to me like something that would make a lot of sense. So let's overrule that one as well. Teams don't want to pick right now. And this might be how this draft goes, Rob, because uh, you know, a kind of a, it's a, not a bad draft, but not a great draft necessarily either. So there might be teams that are trying to move out and, and get some picks for later. The Jaguars offering their third rounder number 70, moving up two spots. Again, we just declined one to move up three spots, giving up a seventh. I just don't see the value in doing this. We're only moving up two spots. Yep. So hopefully we can get to pick 72. So here's where we can make some trades now. We've got some offers. The Raiders pick 386 and round five, 163. So we would be dropping back 14 spots to get a fifth rounder. In that instance, we also got an offer from the Cincinnati Bengals with a third and a fourth. Now, we would be moving down more than 20 spots to get an additional fourth-round pick. Of those two trades, though, I think it's pretty obvious. I would rather move down less just to get the fifth-round pick. We don't have one currently. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I, yeah, I think that's, that makes a lot of sense for us, not moving down nearly as, off, nearly as far. 
and we get that fifth rounder that we're missing here. So let's accept that one. Now, the question is, will there be some teams wanting to do some more moving around here? We come up at pick number 86. Our listeners are probably wondering, are these guys going to make any picks? Well, we're sticking to the John Schneider, Pete Carroll book where we don't have to worry about that. Now, we'll look at the trade offers here. We're at pick 86, dropping down to 104. I'm not interested in doing that. I want to pick a player. And 110 is even further back. So let's decline both those. We're on the clock here now, Rob. Pick number 86. We picked our corner earlier, so we addressed one of our big needs. Now, there are a few guys still available here that would be exciting additions to the Seahawks. I am a huge fan of Nick Bonito. Even though he's a little undersized, I see a lot of Hassan Reddick in his game. And you and I have talked about how Hassan Reddick would be a fun free agent addition for the Seahawks. You can go maybe get him now here in the third round at pick number 86. He might be a guy that makes some sense here. You've got a couple linebackers that are fun. I am a huge Troy Anderson fan now after watching what he did at the Combine, but he's a small school guy. The Seahawks have typically stayed away from them. Tight end Jake Ferguson, I really like him. I don't know if I like him enough to pick him here at pick number 86. Cole Strange, we could get our center of the future potentially here. There are some options. Rasheed Walker, the tackle, I am a huge fan of him as well. I think you pick him at 86. That could be really good value. So we got a number of guys here that make a lot of sense for the Seahawks. Yeah, I agree. I, all those players that you just mentioned, I, I, I'm, uh, I agree with you, and, I, and they would make some sense. I, I think the guy who's listed up there at the top, Drake Jackson. I mean, he's from and also you know, a very good player. You know, my, going back, if I'm playing the role of Pete Carroll, going back to my USC roots. Uh, you know, Drake Jackson has that that edge uh, speed that you're looking for. Um, he is a guy that can drop back into space um, as an outside linebacker as well. Um, and as well as playing uh, as, a, a, you know, doesn't have to be a hand in the dirt kind of a guy. Can be a two-point stance edge rusher. To me, Drake Jackson makes the, the most sense of the, of the edge rushers that are available. I do think that linebacker and uh, and tackle are still positions of concern. So if you wanted to go with an undersized guy in Benito, I, I agree with that. I see what you're saying. I just personally like Jackson a little bit better. Um, and then Rasheed Walker would be my number two guy. I personally think that we're, there's Williams. a lot of edge rushers still on the board right now. I think yep. there's a huge drop-off. If you look at the tackles that are available, there is a big drop-off from Rasheed Walker down to, I don't mind Cordell Volson, but there's a big gap there. Yeah, I personally think you got to take the tackle here. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. Let's get Rasheed Walker. We get the big three time or three year starter for Penn State. Now we got some more trade offers coming here. The Titans are wanting to send us 90. We just talked about the pass rushers that are available here. Yeah. We could move one of our native fourth rounders, which 107 is one of them, as well as a six. Those are both picks that I believe are native selections for us. Actually, I don't I don't know that we had a sixth rounder. I think that the sixth round is the one we originally didn't have picks, but fourth rounder is one of our natives. There are several pass rushers we still liked there. This would be the kind of situation that John Schneider would trade up. I agree with you. And I, I was nervous about giving up those edge rushers. We, we like Jackson, we like Benito, we like Sam Williams as well. But if we fall too far off, we're going to lose those edge rushers. I think, you know, John Schneider, you got to get me an edge rusher. Um, you know, so I, I think that we actually strongly consider this move um, to see if we can get one of those edge rushers still on the board. Get three picks on day two. I think it's worth investing some of those picks we accumulated later in the draft to go get a guy. So I'm I'm thinking we we roll the dice here. Let's see who's still available because that's the big question mark. 
Nick Benito is still there. I think we have to go with him. We lost Drake Jackson. But again, if we don't pick Benito now, we aren't going to get one of these stud edge guys. Sam Williams is another one that's good. But those guys aren't going to be there when we're back on the clock. They're going to be gone. You know, for me, I think I would personally be pushing for Sam Williams. I just like the athletic ability he has. He's a bigger, more explosive guy. Benito has great quickness, um, but he lacks the size. Sam Williams has been a productive player, not as productive as I'd like, but I just think that he has the tools that, uh, you know, that that our defense would be able to take a little bit better advantage of. Uh, I'm also going to throw one other name in here. I know he might be available, but I'm a big D'Angelo Malone fan as oh, yeah. well. I hear you there. So I, I think I'll go Sam Williams here, but I would be D'Angelo Malone's a dark good player too. So I, I just don't know that these guys are going to be here when Seattle's on the clock. Let's go with Sam Williams. Let's bring in the SEC rusher that's got a little more size and is still an explosive athlete. Well, a former DK Metcalf uh, teammate, you know, so hopefully, I mean, obviously they play very different positions, but still, uh, I'm always looking to pair up some of our young players that we are looking to uh, be convincing to come back as, as uh, you know, as, as young players, our core is built around uh, with, with some of our draft picks too. So here we go now. We've got another trade offer coming in. The Dolphins wanting us to trade up. I think at this point, I would rather hold on to the couple fourth rounders we have, and let's see if we can stock up. We've made our one rich trade up, yep. sending one of those native picks. I think we wait it out and see what's on the board for us. Sounds good. We'll be back up here at pick number 114 in the fourth round. See if anybody tries to trade up with us, and no, they won't. Pick number 114, this is a selection that is native. So, Rob, we have to make a move here with this. I would think that we would maybe call a team, looking at what's available, maybe a team that's interested in a corner or potentially an edge rusher. We've still got Sanders from Cincinnati available. This might be a trade situation where, you know, somebody like the Chargers or the Philadelphia Eagles, the Eagles have a bunch of picks. They might be willing to trade up. There's a player they want. So I think that's what we got to try to do here is see if we can just maneuver. Even if we just get a seventh round or trading down, we're getting something back of value for us to work with. No, agreed. And there's a lot of good football players there. Um, You know, one of the, I mean, again, if I'm playing that role of Pete Carroll, I'm always going to be pounding the table for more running backs. I, I'm a big fan of Brian Robinson Jr. Um, I think the center is, is a position of concern. Um, there's a lot of, of flashy athletes in this class at the center position, but Alec Lindstrom from Boston College, I mean, he's got those NFL bloodlines. He's coming from uh, you know a, a program that is uh, well-known for producing quality offensive line. Everybody focuses in on Zion Johnson for good reason, but – but Lindstrom there is another good one as well. So this is the offer I think we make here, Rob. We move down. We're going to move down 11 spots with the Patriots, but we end up jumping up from 226 to 208. We're swapping picks. So we're moving back a little bit in the fourth, but we get a sixth rounder, which means we might have a chance to get somebody that's a little more, not blue chip, obviously in the sixth round, but you might be able to get a pretty solid player there where it's 226 you're starting to get into Mr. Irrelevant range, and it's hard to get guys that might be able to come in and contribute for you right away. That's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would make a lot of sense for us. 
And this is the kind of trade that Bill Belichick would make anyway. And so that's what we're going to do. So now we get to move back. We'll be back here on 125. And things are going to start moving quickly here. And it made the pick for us. Apparently, we are going to pick Isaiah Thomas, the edge out of Oklahoma. We we get to pick two edges, apparently. So looking at this draft board, Rob, I just want to look at what we might have picked here because I think you and I both agree we're not picking a second edge here. I yeah, that's what is my, I again. I, I'm really intrigued by um, Brian Robinson Jr. Uh, I don't think that that we're going that Seattle would need a second cornerback, but Kobe Bryant at this point in the draft, I think is um, is would be know, a solid selection. Yeah, he, he would be absolutely. Um, there, there's some good football players uh, that are still on on the board. Uh, a tight end could be a position of concern, and uh, Chigi Awanko um, from Maryland. He's got some medical issues that have scared off some teams. Um, obviously, with Seattle having the success that they've had uh, with Jake Curhan a year ago with some of his medical issues. Um, and when I look at Aquanco, to me, he is actually reminds me a lot of Gerald Everett. So he's another player that I think would make some sense as basically a, uh, a replacement for the talent that Seattle may still have on the field if they're able to convince Everett to come back. So I would argue for Donovan West here because you mm-hmm. can get your center. That's a guy that I think might have a chance to be a day two selection. So if we yep. could get him at 128 or 125, that would make sense. But we are back on the clock here at 128. And this was not one of our native picks. So, Rob, we don't have to trade this one. I just argued for the center, Donovan West. I also yep. can make an argument, though, for Damian Pierce. You know how much I love his running style. And they are going to need to draft a running back at some point in this draft class. You mentioned Brian Robinson Jr. I would be on board with that as well. I think running back or interior offensive line makes a lot of sense with this pick. Yeah, I think because we have multiple running backs that we're really intrigued by, then maybe we can roll the dice a little bit more. I think if we lose Dobbin West at this point, um, he considering won't be there. how much of a, an area of concern that center is, considering that, uh, you know, Arizona State with Herm Edwards. Um, you know, they, again, you're talking about a, a pro-style offense and a pro a pro head coach. Um, I just think that Donovan West might be able to come in and be able to give you some meaningful snaps as a rookie. I don't say that very often about uh, this year's center class, but to me, he is one of the guys that would make an awful lot of sense for Seattle at this spot. He also brings some toughness to the table. The guy played through some injuries. So I just think that he'd be a good fit for the zone blocking scheme. So let's get it done. I agree with you. He's not going to be there. So 128, we get that pick. While we're waiting to be back on the board here, football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports netting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. You're listening to the Locked On Seahawks podcast. It's Monday edition, Mock Draft Monday, if we're being specific here. As always, thanks for making Locked On Seahawks your first listen five days a week. We are in the middle of a mock draft. We are now back on the board, Rob, at pick number 163 in the fifth round. I probably should have wrote down a list of the native picks that we had, but it does say traded on here, so I'm presuming that we got this via trade. We don't have to make a move. 
I think right now it's pretty obvious to me who we should be picking in this situation because we lost a few of our running back options. And I know there's a guy there that you and I both really like. And oh, by the way, he played for Jim Harbaugh. Why not play for Pete Carroll now in the NFL? That's Hassan Haskins from Michigan. Never fumbled a single time, Corbin, in his entire college career. I mean, that is remarkable. As the head coach, you know, I, I love backs who that you can that can carry the mail, and you never have to worry uh, about ball security. Um, also, as good pass protector, comes from that pro style offense. You know, my buddy Jim Harbaugh. Uh, you know, I think that that just makes too much sense to, to get him at this point in the draft. I think uh, makes all the sense in the world for the Seahawks. He's a guy that I would have taken a round ago. So I think that this is a great selection here. Let's get our running back. Even if Rashad Penny's back, you don't know if Chris Carson's going to be healthy. You'll get that other hard-nosed runner that's a good fit. So we get our running back of the future in Hassan Haskins. And we got a little bit of a gap here now until we're going to be back on the board. Now you look at seeing some of the players that are still there. You got a couple corners that intrigue. Uh, Haskell Garrett, the interior defensive lineman from Ohio State. He just goes off the board. So we got a big gap till we are back on the clock. And this is how draft weekend's going to be, 12s. There's going to be a big gap on day three where the Seahawks don't have a selection unless they recoup a bunch of picks. And so there's going to be a big gap. We are going to be back on the clock at 208. And this is not one of our native picks. I believe at this point, Rob, we've traded all our native picks. So if there's a guy we really want, you don't really see trade downs at this stage of the draft anyway. So looking at who's available, I wish that we didn't have that second edge picked by the computer because right now I would be at the table slamming the door for Jeffrey Gunter because I'm a big fan of the end out of Coastal Carolina. I think he's twitchy. I think he'd be a fun guy to put in your defensive line. But since we have two edge guys already, even though one of them wasn't picked by us, I think it would be wise to start looking at some other positions uh, you've got some receivers here that might make some sense. Tyquan Thornton, I think, ran like a 4-2-40 at the yeah. combine. So he might be a guy the Seahawks would be intrigued by at this point. Um, getting into no man's land with some guys. Abram Smith, we just drafted a running back, so don't really need him. Luke Fortner, we already drafted a center. Uh, Luke Fortner is a guy that I think will be way gone before this point. He has played some guard, but I don't really see the need at this point. You got another really intriguing edge in Amari Barno that ran a 4-3-6 the other day. So yeah. we got some good edges that are still available here. We've got some safeties. So we get some interesting names here, Rob, that are still available here at pick 208. Yeah, I mean, when I saw Barno's name on that list, I mean, I would absolutely be screaming for that. I mean, that, that's a Pete Carroll guy through and through in terms of just his athletic ability. But as you just talked about, Corbin, I mean, we if, if we were going to go for another edge rusher, you're a big Gunter fan. I, I am a big Gunter fan as well. So um, that would be a conversation. I, that's why I would kind of shift the attention a little bit more to uh, some of the other positions. There's uh, also a slot corner there that could be really fun. Demarion Williams out of Houston. True. Yeah. And, and he's a good player. Um, you know, to me, though, I again, kind of going back to the, the Pete Carroll roots and, and straight line speed, I really think that, that Seattle's interest in going for one of these wide receivers in terms of free agency, I think is legit. We, we've talked about this. I think that one of the things that Seattle is missing is a guy that can take that can go over the top. And you have the fastest wide receiver in this draft class, and Tyquan Thornton still on the board uh, a little yeah. bit later down there. And so to me, that would be one that'd be really intriguing. I I get a lot of Philip Dorsett kind of uh, feelings when I see him. Just straight line speed. He's six two. He's one hundred and eighty pounds, soaking wet. 
but the guy can absolutely fly. Legitimate 4-2, uh, low 4-3 kind of a guy to me. You have Russell Wilson's ability to throw over the top. You just drafted the running back. You just drafted a center. Uh, should be able to give him a little bit more opportunities for play action passing over the top. I think a Tyquan Thornton uh, would be the guy that I'd be focusing on. Again, there's a couple of different tight ends I kind of like, but assuming that Seattle has a pick coming up here not too much longer, I think that one of those tight ends might stick around. If, if we were going to go tight end, Daniel Bellinger from San Diego State to me is the guy uh, over Charlie Kolar, who's already listed up there before. I like the idea when you get to this stage of the draft, you're really drafting for guys that have traits. You're looking yep. for guys that could develop into really good players. And I think that Tyquan Thornton, this is where I'm willing to draft your underwear Olympics warriors, which yep. is what was this weekend of the combine. This is where I'm willing to take that chance because you're looking at a late round pick, pick number 208. So there's rumors out there right now the Seahawks are looking for receiver help. You know, maybe they'll sign somebody, but why not take a flyer on a guy like this that can absolutely fly and take the top off a of defense? You can end up with a late round steal. So let's do it. Let's pick Tyquan Thornton and add another speed demon to Seattle's receiving core. And we will be on the clock, I believe, one more time. That might have been our last pick because we traded away 226 to the Patriots. So that might have been our last selection. We are now in the seventh round. Looking at our picks just to see. That might have been our last selection. But if it was, I'm feeling pretty good about this draft class. I don't think that we made anything. We could try to trade back in, Rob, if we wanted to. We could try to do that if there's somebody that we really like. Yeah, Mari Barra probably... Uh, Arno would have been the one and we just didn't pull the trigger quick enough. I don't see anybody else that I'm just jumping uh, for joy to go try to make a deal for. So that is our pick. That's our draft here. So looking at our selections, this is what we ended up with for our mock draft. We got Kair Elam at pick 57. We drafted Rashid Walker at pick 86. Sam Williams, the edge out of Ole Miss at pick 90. We had another edge that was not picked by us. The computer picked Isaiah Thomas. Not a bad football player, uh, but yeah. not necessarily what we would have probably gone with there. 128, we got Donovan West. And then to pick 163, Hassan Haskins, the running back out of Michigan. We also got ourselves a speedy receiver from Baylor, Tyquan Thornton, at pick number 208. So we ended up with seven players. Seattle had six picks to go in. We did trade up once. Looking at all the trades that we made, Looking here, you know, our first trade with the Bills, we were able to recoup an additional sixth rounder as well as a fourth by trading a second and fifth. Then we made the trade to the Raiders moving down from 72, or moving up uh, from 86 to 72 and traded 163. That got us Rasheed Walker and Hassan Haskins. I think that's a pretty good haul uh, making that yeah. trade up there, able to get our tackle the future to replace Dwayne Brown. Sam Williams, we also got making a trade as well. And then as you can see here in the uh, fourth trade with the Patriots, we swapped out fourths and we moved up to the sixth from the seventh round. And that allowed us to get Tyquan Thornton. So I think you look at this draft class overall, Rob, obviously we didn't get to make every single one of these picks as we were supposed to. Uh, but nonetheless, I think we got a pretty good haul here on our first mock draft of the off season. Yeah, I really like it. Uh, I think to me, what it says is that, um, you know, that, 
we basically thought that maybe the Seattle is going to be bringing back their tight ends. Um, and if they do bring back Will Disley and Gerald Everett, then I think that you can expect that Seattle would not select a tight end in this class. However, if they don't, I do expect that Seattle would be making that more of a position of uh, priority. Uh, same thing with the cornerback position. While, as you said, um, we, we invested the earliest pick of the John Shire P. Carroll era at, at the cornerback spot. Uh, previously, that had been uh, Shaquille Griffin, and he wound up going to the Pro Bowl out of the state of Florida. Uh, Florida Gators and Kyrie Elam, to me, he is the kind of one of those players who can kind of hang our hat on a little bit. I think that this actually is uh, very similar to what I expect Seattle to do. Edge rushers, cornerbacks, a tackle early, um, offense, a, you know, a center early, a running back again. Uh, to me, that is exactly uh, what I think that we should expect Seattle to do. Oh, and a receiver with legitimate breakaway speed as well. I really like that pick in terms of value just because, again, I, I would not have taken him much earlier than that just because his film as a player in college is kind of inconsistent. But you can see that speed that we saw on display at the Combine. He does have the ability to take the top off a of defense. And, oh, by the way, you got D.K. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and D. Eskridge to take pressure up. If you put all four of those guys out there, you've got four speed demons. And so I could see the sixth round being where they are making some investments at the receiver position. In terms of my favorite overall pick, it's got to be getting Rasheed Walker and, and the ability to get your tackle of the future, a guy that I think is going to be a very good left tackle in the National Football League. You can still have him learn under Dwayne Brown. He could even be a right tackle as a rookie. He could beat out Jay Curhan and play over there. He's got the versatility to play on both sides, and then he can replace Dwayne Brown whenever that time comes. I could see him playing right away at that position, too, if Seattle decides to go that direction. That's really rolling the dice. But getting that pick and getting the running back, Hassan Haskins, a guy that I think will probably go a little earlier than what we got him in this mock draft, that hard-nosed physical running back that doesn't turn the football over, that's the kind of back that would excite Pete Carroll in this draft class. So I like a lot of these picks. I wish we could have made all of these selections instead of the computer making one of them for us. But again, this is technology. It's not flawless. Overall, pretty pleased with the haul that we had here at our first mock draft. We will have a couple more of those coming before we get to the real deal in late April. As always, thanks for making Locked on Seahawks your first listen five days a week. You can follow me on Twitter at Corbin Smith NFL. You can follow Rob at Rob Rang. Make sure to check out Locked On Seahawks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, streaming on YouTube five days a week. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to wrap up our combine coverage looking at linebackers and corners. We've covered most of the position groups. Those two groups worked out this weekend. We'll have a chance to look at some players at both spots that could be good fits for the Seahawks. Maybe a few repeats from this mock draft as well in our discussion. Looking forward to breaking down both those position groups. You won't want to miss it. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Thanks for listening. Go Hawks.